0: to episode 8 of vibing in valentino okay so this is a solo episode and it is all about intermittent fasting before we get started let's talk about what i'm obsessed with this week so i've been watching this show the outsider and oh my god you guys it's so good i actually read the book it's by stephen king and i'm like a big stephen king groupie (laughs) i love all his books like from like way back when like Carrie to the new ones like End of Watch and The Outsider is really really good and there's a show on HBO. I think it's finishing up. There's like 10 episodes total. I think they're on eight now. I've watched up until episode five. So good. I highly recommend it. It's like a sci-fi thriller. A little bit like scary but not The Conjuring scary. So if you guys are into that, um, give it a try. And before we get into our conversation this week, I just want to remind you guys that if you guys have any fitness or diet, nutrition related questions for me, if you guys want to purchase my 8 week workout plan, they're workouts that I do, that I design, they're based off resistance. So there's medium days, heavy days, light days, and I do that because i found that that is the most effective way to train your body and not just use the same weights every single time you work out. That is the way I train myself, that's the way I train my clients, that's the way that I've seen be the most efficient. So that's the basis on which I created my 8-week workout plan for you guys. If you guys want to purchase that it's called vibing strong or if you guys just want to drop a line and say hi go to my website vibinginvalentino.com and i would love to hear from you all right let's get into a conversation this week okay so before i get started i have to preface this whole episode by saying I am not in the bodybuilding business. I've never trained bodybuilders. I've never been one myself. None of that. My specialty is in weight loss and more specifically female-centered weight loss and wellness and muscle mass gain, but not to the extent of bodybuilding. So what I have to say about intermittent fasting will not apply if you're looking to be a bodybuilder or if you are looking to have that kind of aesthetic. So What is intermittent fasting? Here's the thing, just because there's a name for it now and it's become a hot topic in the health world does not mean intermittent fasting hasn't been around for ages. It's been around. The practice of fasting has been around since the earliest civilizations and the most modern and common way fasting is practiced now that I can think of that comes to mind right away is Ramadan. So I don't want to offend anybody who fasts for religious purposes or non you know fitness and weight loss purposes, but that will be the context of our episode today is fasting for health and weight loss. So intermittent fasting is essentially the timing and pattern of your meals. It's not really about what you eat, even though it's important, and I'll get into it later. Um, it's not really intermittent fasting doesn't really say anything about what you can and can't eat. It's all about when you eat to understand intermittent fasting we have to go a little bit deep into the biology of our bodies. our bodies rely on two main sources for fuel. there's glucose which is kind of like what you get from food right away so you know when you're hungry you eat the first thing that your body absorbs and uses for energy is glucose. whatever you don't use it becomes glycogen stores. the glycogen stores is a lot of glucose kind of bunched together. it's like when you package up your shit in boxes and you store it away in a storage that's kind of like a glycogen store and then you take it out when you need it right and then free fatty acid is like it's almost like the shit you put in like a safety deposit at a bank like you it takes you know there's a process and getting your shit back out and all this stuff so that's like the easiest and quickest analogy that comes to mind glucose and glycogen, which is actually glucose but just in a storage form, and fatty acids. So glucose is the preferred energy source for our body because it's quicker and it's readily available. Fatty acids, you have to go through this long process of lipolysis to free a fatty acid from a chain of triglycerides, so a chain of fatty acids. And I mean, like our organs are kind of like us, like, they don't really want to work too hard <laughs> if it doesn't have to, you know? So it prefers glucose for energy. So when you eat food, we'll call this the zero hour. When you eat your food, your body is in a fed state. The fed state is when your glucose levels are high from the food and your insulin levels are high as well as a response to eating the food. There's less lipolysis or fat burning happening because there's enough glucose supplying your body with the energy that it needs. You're in the state, you're in this fed state for about three hours from when you stop eating after this and for the next five to eight hours your body is in the early fasting or post-absorptive state so this is where you start to fast but you're not really like you're not there yet your body is using now stored glucose which is glycogen so now you're going you're tapping into glycogen now And then when your body is out of glycogen, that's when your body starts to turn to fatty acids as an energy source. And this won't happen until about 12 hours after your last meal. So when you're done eating another 12 hours, that's when you're really fasting, fasting. So during your regular eating hours, so like let's say you eat breakfast at 7 a.m., lunch at noon, and then dinner at 7 p.m you never really get to that fasted state, you know? You're waiting like 5 hours and you're eating and then 7 hours and then you're eating. So like, yeah, you might be hungry, but you're not really fasting yet. Like, your body hasn't gotten there. And nowadays, people are always just snacking. Like, if you eat every 3 hours, your body is always going to be stuck in a fed state. And with the exception of sleep, unless you sleep for 12 hours, you're still not going to be in a fasted state. So, that's kind of... The basis for how intermittent fasting came to be is people are looking at the Fed and Fast states and what it does to our bodies and ho- our hormones and our body's metabolic response to eating versus fasting. And they're seeing that, you know, we're not really tapping into our fat stores for energy unless we're past those 12 hours. There are some fasting patterns out there and they all fall under the category of time restricted or alternate day fasting. And then there's also like modified fasting where you just eat a severely reduced calorie intake. So for day fast, some people choose to fast completely and just be at zero calorie intake. And some will choose to severely restrict their calorie intake to like 20 to 25%. So if you're eating at you know usually 2000 calories like you've been told you would now eat at 500 calories on a fasting day. So these patterns can include fasting 2 days a week and eating normally 5 days a week, fasting every other day, and then time restricted would be like eating a huge meal at night and fasting during the day or spontaneous meal skipping and then the most common one is the 16-8 method where you fast for 16 hours and then you eat for 8. So The most common time frame I see for this is you start eating at noon, and you're done eating at like 8pm the night before, so you skip breakfast, with the exception of black coffee, because it doesn't have calories, so that's the most common time that I see this being used, is like start eating at noon, stop eating at 8. You can switch it around to whatever you want, if you wanted to start a little earlier, take dinner earlier, you know, but you're fasting for 16 hours regardless. So I'll get to my thoughts on which one I recommend later. So I looked at a lot of scientific journals for this episode and I took a bunch of notes just because I want to give you guys the most accurate information. I want it to be non-biased and factually based. So that's why I had to do that because I had to, I've been out of grad school and where we learned about this for like two, three years now. So I had to really look at the current research and see what's going on. So the next few sections are going to be factual and not so much of my opinions, and then I'm going to save that for the very end. So many studies have shown that intermittent fasting leads to weight loss, fat loss, and a decrease in low-density lipids, which is the bad cholesterol. And although some studies show that the intermittent fasting group have regained fat mass after the experiment was done, I think this is just because they didn't you know, as with everything, it's longevity is a huge factor in things. So if you're only doing this for three months, four months, even six months, and then you go back to doing whatever, it's, you know, things aren't going to last. So there have been studies with, um, where subjects have regained the fat mass after the study was done. So some studies show non-significant differences in weight loss and fat loss between the fasting group and the control group. But let's just go with the majority of the results here, okay, and talk about why intermittent fasting results in the weight loss these studies are seeing. There's a lot of studies that actually cite weight loss as one of the results. There are two ways intermittent fasting impacts your body, the circadian biology and the gut microbiome. The circadian biology in mammals, which is us, obviously, is dictated by our hypothalamus gland, and it relies on light and dark. So during our working hours, we have increased levels of glycogen, cholesterol, insulin, fatty acid production, and then during our sleep hours, we have increased levels of fatty acid breakdown and oxidative metabolism. It's almost like during our working hours, our bodies are working on producing energy for us to do the things we have to do throughout the day, but also enough to keep us surviving through the night. And then during sleep is when we start to break everything down. Um, in preparation for like the next day. The circadian rhythm also dictates secretion of hormones like melatonin, which is what allows us to get deep sleep. Testosterone, which deals with body mass and muscle gain. Cortisol, which deals with stress. It increases in times of stress. And leptin and ghrelin. So leptin is our satiety hormone. So leptin is the one that tells your brain you're full, you can stop eating, and ghrelin is the one that tells your brain you're hungry and you need to keep on eating. We get into a little bit more about leptin and ghrelin a little later, but basically any and all hormones in our body is somehow affected by the circadian rhythm in sleep. So when your body's eating patterns aren't fitting in with the circadian rhythm, your body isn't digesting and absorbing food at its optimum level and then your body is going to be inclined to inflammation and weight gain and then that's why there's so many studies that show late night shift workers tend to have higher instances of obesity and heart disease intermittent fasting especially if you skip dinner helps your body's eating pattern match up with the circadian rhythm basically how your body is functioning is based also on the light and dark patterns and the gut bacteria will also show sleep and wake patterns determined by the circadian rhythm the gastric emptying or taking a shit <laughs> and blood flow to the gi tract is greater during the day and digestion is optimized during the day digestion slows down at night time so when you're intermittent fasting you get to give your gut a break from digesting food you also allow your gut to properly and completely digest food you just ate. So if you're constantly eating, it's almost like your gut can't fully digest anything because it's constantly receiving new things. It's like if you're working at a desk and it's like you're almost done with this one assignment and then your boss keeps handing you more. And then you're just like, okay, shit, well I have to catch up on this, I have to catch up on this. So it's like you're not working at optimum levels. In a study that's done on mice, the researchers found that intermittent fasting actually restored gut microbiome that has been damaged. Mice biology is actually very close to human biology, so there's ongoing research all the time, but studies have been shown to see a positive correlation with intermittent fasting and gut health. And a third very common and simple explanation that could explain intermittent fasting and weight loss is that you simply could be taking in fewer calories by skipping a meal. So that's not something to be overlooked. It could be very plausible that that's what it is. You just cut out some of the food you would normally eat just because the window of eating is less. The great thing about this is I did further research into intermittent fasting and weight loss, and I wanted to see like how much of that weight loss was due to muscle loss, which is not something we want. We don't want that. We don't want to lose our muscle. I especially don't want to lose my butt so i dug a little deeper and despite weight and fat loss effects i looked at studies of intermittent fasting and active weight training populations to see if this way of eating affected muscle retention or muscle growth and luckily the two studies that i looked at concluded that intermittent fasting has no effect on muscle gain or loss and subjects in these studies one study was all female and the other one was all males maintained their muscle mass and strength and both studies focused on the 16:8 method so it's not like the subjects ate less they ate the same amount they would usually eat but in the restricted timeframes I told you guys I would talk about hormones specifically the ghrelin and leptin, so let's touch on that a little bit deeper so you guys know what I'm talking about. Our body produces a bunch of hormones in response to being fed and in response to being in a fasted state. Some key hormones are ghrelin and leptin. So ghrelin is the hunger hormone and tells your body that you're hungry. Leptin offsets that, so leptin is the opposite. It tells you when you're full so you can stop eating. A study conducted on mice showed that rodents that were undergoing intermittent fasting are more sensitive to leptin and were more aware of their hunger and satiety cues. And even though much more research is needed to look at the effects of intermittent fasting on these hormones in human subjects, I personally think that there's basis in fasting to reset your sensitivity to hunger cues. I don't know, you know, about resetting like hormone levels. I mean, I, what I did research, people are saying intermittent fasting can help you reset your leptin levels or whatever. I don't think levels of hormones really need to be reset. I think that modern day eating patterns have definitely made us less sensitive to our hunger and satiety cues because there's so much food. Our senses are constantly being bombarded with smells and images of food all the time. So you know that chewing gets fucked up. I do think that taking a step back and looking at it overall, I think that fasting definitely does help in helping you realize like when you're really hungry and when you're satisfied. Here's my opinion on intermittent fasting, whether or not I do it and if I recommend it for people so i don't do intermittent fasting every day it's very spontaneous for me, some days i wake up super hungry and it could just be because i eat dinner earlier than usual and then some days i wake up and i do intermittent fasting because i'll do fasted cardio in the morning and then i'll eat but i think that the idea behind giving your gut a break has some real foundation we have evolved for thousands of years based on not eating food every two to three hours I actually think that this idea of eating every few hours was created by the bodybuilding community because they like to compare your metabolism to a fire that needs like logs and hay and shit to keep on burning. I actually used to go to see a counselor at my high school for my eating disorder and he would repeatedly tell me this analogy in the hopes of, you know, getting me to like eat like a normal person. But <clears throat> anyway, our metabolism is not a wood burning fireplace like our metabolism is comprised of our body's you know hormones our gut health and how much muscle mass we have and so many more factors so while our metabolism can be lowered for many reasons one of those reasons include losing weight it is not solely reliant on food to keep going and burning i think that's a flawed way of thinking about eating i i I don't know if it's bodybuilding community that did it or there is an equation on the basal metabolic rate that factors in the thermogenic effects of food. So it's like every time you eat, you use up some calories from the food to burn the food, and that's why there was a trend of like negative calorie foods, all the stuff that was going on when I was like in high school. That was a dangerous time. I mean, and there actually is like a thermic effect of food, but that doesn't mean you can use that to lose weight. It just means that your body takes more energy to digest some food than others. That's it. Some people just kind of took that shit and ran with it. And then I guess they thought by eating every two to three hours, you increase that proportion of calorie burn in addition to like working out and everything else. I think that's a very dated idea of thinking about eating and thinking about food as you constantly have to be eating. To be honest with you guys, I don't even snack, but that's just how I've always ate on a usual day for the past six to seven years when I, you know, salvaged my relationship with food and started working out and being this fitness person, that's just how I always ate. I eat three meals and I don't really snack in between them. I know people who snack all day long and they are constantly hungry. I think this can be maybe out of habit or because you've trained your body to crave food all the time. I think that intermittent fasting could really be beneficial for you if you want to retrain your body to recognize hunger cues rather than eating out of habit or boredom. So I've recommended intermittent fasting to clients that have wanted more guidelines and structure to their eating. I know that in my Vibing Strong ebook, I give a guideline to eating clean, but I don't give out meal plan I don't believe in meal plans which is probably weird to you guys coming from a trainer unless you guys specifically request meal plans I don't give them to my clients because I think that that takes the joy out of eating and the joy out of life and the joy out of food I think that once you start enjoying what you eat you don't have to eat so much of it so (laughs) basically that's my principle so the ones that have requested a little bit more structure to their eating, I have recommended intermittent fasting before because it went well with their schedule and they were into it. I've also recommended intermittent fasting to clients that have problems with late night eating. So if you're used to like eating at like 11 or midnight or all that, if you are intermittent fasting it kind of gives you a little bit more of like, oh I can't, sorry I'm intermittent fasting. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it gives you like an excuse to like not. It gives you a reason to not stuff your face at fucking 2 a.m. after the club. I also recommend intermittent fasting for you if you're traveling and you're trying to get adjusted to the new time zone a little quicker because it helps work with your circadian rhythm. I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting for those reasons, but I would not recommend intermittent fasting for you if you have eating disorders because That fasting state, it's supposed to be 16 hours, it can spiral into 18, 20, 24 hours real quick and that's not healthy. And if you're doing the 5-2 method where you fast for two full days, that's even more dangerous. I think the day fasts are very, very difficult, especially if you're not doing modified. If you're going to do intermittent fasting, I recommend doing time-restricted, which is spontaneous meal skipping or the 16-8 because it's a little bit more sustainable. You know me, I always think longevity and what you can keep up with and I just don't think day fasts are really the way to go. Even if you do modified versions of it, I still don't think that's the way to go. I think think that's, that's very advanced and I don't think that that is for the long term. I also would not recommend intermittent fasting if you have diabetes because you would have to closely monitor your blood sugar levels during the fasting state so you don't, you know, like, pass out or anything. But here's my last thing on intermittent fasting. What you eat will still matter for your body and your health. If you're eating more than usual, even if you're intermittent fasting, you will start to gain weight. If you're eating shit while you're intermittent fasting, you'll still feel pretty shitty even if you're intermittent fasting so if you do decide to try this out pay attention to food quality and what you're eating because that will still matter very very much and how much water you're drinking and what you're doing in the gym that will all be still the key factors in you getting your dream body i think intermittent fasting is a tool that could be very beneficial to most of you guys out there i think there's definitely no harm the biggest lesson that we can all learn from this is that there is no harm in missing a meal like you're not going to magically enter the starvation state where your metabolism shuts down like we've been kind of told for the past you know decade or so by the nutrition old heads That's not going to be what happens. There's no harm in letting yourself feel a little bit hungry before you eat. I think a lot of us live in fear of scarcity and live in fear of feeling hunger. No harm in that. That's the biggest lesson. Thank you guys for coming to hang out with me on this fine Friday. And have a wonderful weekend. Be safe, have fun, and I will talk to you guys next Friday. Bye.